The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. And then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win $500. We're also brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 349, has to be dedicated to my one and only co-host, Daniel gumby Reland, who was almost perfect last night at uh, UFC, whatever it was called, Dern versus Hill, UFC fighting at Dern versus Hill. Uh, he made my 10-2 and two evening look uh, look poor as he went 11-1. So this one goes out to Gumby. Hopefully, everyone listening uh, tailed our picks last night because... We had a good time. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Maybe we had a good time because it was mostly a chalky card and we picked pretty much uh, all the chalk to come through. Uh, I'm not sure what. We'll discuss that very, very shortly. Um, let's bring in the man of the hour right now, the man himself, Daniel Gumby Vreeland, to discuss the event. Hello. Was uh, I, I mean, it was chalky, but the, there was, I mean, we hit a negative 130. We hit a yep. uh, plus, I think I had a plus 102. There was a pick um, You know, like it was... It's a little on the chalky side, but it wasn't entirely chalky. No, yeah, the biggest hit was minus two ten. So, or or the the worst hit you could say was minus two ten. So, yeah, all of all of our picks were actually we had minus eight hundred. I forgot about that. <laughs> other than that, other than other than that, all the other ones were all in the basically minus one hundred range. So, yeah, it was a profitable night, and it looks like it was uh, with all our friends in the Discord too. Sportsgunningpodcast.com slash Discord. Everyone was having a good evening, uh, hitting their picks, hitting hitting parlays, hitting props, all that good stuff. Yeah, it, it seemed like everybody was uh, was having a good night. So, uh, you know, props to everybody. Oh, I, I was supposed to send a shout out. Hang on one second. I'm, I'm just yep. supposed to send a shout out because you usually ask me who we want to dedicate it to. Uh, get good, yeah, well, McRex. We have more episodes to remember. Uh, oh, no, no, no. But this is this is a, a Dirt okay, versus go. Hill specific shout out. It's get okay, good. Go Get good McRect, uh, I believe right. it is in the Discord, who's who's regularly in there. He uh he, he did not listen to the uh the usual slogan of this network and quote unquote let it ride, but he did hit nine out of ten legs on a massive parlay that he had uh and cashed out early yeah. at like eleven hundred and eleven to one or something like that, the parlay hit. Um and then it the only other leg that he had that he, he cashed out early on was uh he had Mackenzie Dern inside the distance, and he would have just been livid if oh. he had not cashed it out. So, uh, props yeah. to him for props for him for tailing along with all of our good picks, and then also getting out when it when the get was good. And uh, if you're not in the Discord, you got to get in now because we have we have new emojis. Uh, Gumby Gumby has started us up, and he made a Gumby. <laughs> as in the, the cartoon character Gumby emoji. So then I had to make one. The only picture of me on my phone, uh, me with snow all over my face, I had to make that uh, in emoji. And then we, ha- we have a Gianni emoji for uh, anytime uh, things don't go well. well we, we have a Gianni, Gianni the Greek emojis. How come I didn't? So, I must have so missed Get in the there, have some the fun. I must have missed the Gianni the Greek one. You missed that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, to turn up, turn up, ask for it. And he got it. I, I found the best picture where he's like tan beyond tan. And you can basically <laughs> just see his teeth shining. It's beautiful. So anytime someone uh, you didn't see it because no one was losing last night. That's why. Yeah, that's that's true. There were, there were no picks yeah. to, to have to use the Ani for. <laughs> it's true. It's very true. All right. We should we should dive into it after I tell you about 
our sponsor off the top of the show today. Who is our sponsor? It's Edge Boost. SGPN is excited to announce an exclusive early access partnership with Edge Boost, the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay now, pay later programs like Affirm and Afterpay, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances as you build a repayment history. Go to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today with that is a sportsgamingpodcast.com slash edge, E-D-G-E. You must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. How did your edge boost double down plays you gave us? How do they do? One of them was a UFC one. It did good. It was fair, I think, right? Yeah, and then I think I said to bet the Braves, uh, but I can't remember what day um, I told you to pick the Braves. That would have been Wednesday, I guess. I think Wednesday evening. I can't, t- that I can't tell you if they won on Wednesday or not. I have no Wait, idea. What's today's play then? The Braves again? or uh, No, Jared. play today? No, Jared Schuster is throwing for the Braves today. So don't bet Jared Schuster. Uh, no, let, let's take the, the Cubbies uh, over the Phillies because I hate the Phillies. <laughs> All right. That's, that's your edge boots. Double down play of the day. Gumby playing with his heart, telling you to go against the Phillies. All right. Um, last night. Everything went pretty, pretty, pretty good. UFC fight night, Dern versus Hill, uh, UFC Vegas 73, all that stuff. It was at the UFC Apex. Not only did we nail pretty much all our picks, but it was a, a pretty fun event overall. Uh, we did have a couple, since we last recorded, we did have a couple weigh-in snafus. Vanessa Demopoulos weighed in at 117.5, which was fine by us because we picked against her. Um, and then uh, Mr. Koske, Orion Koska, who I was kind of, eh, I, th- that fight was pretty much a toss up for me, Ur- Urbina versus Koske. So when he missed weight, I, um, I, I would have, if we were picking, I would have picked against him and I would have been correct, like, like Dan was, because he did not look good at all. So we'll get to that soon. But anyhow, once again, don't bet fighters that miss weight unless you think they have a massive um, skill advantage heading into the fight. Um, so anyhow. See how I, I hedged one of my losses right there. I told you I wouldn't have picked it in real life. See, good, right? Yeah, I, that's, like, that's, I'm like you. That's, I'm learning. That's not gonna save you. You 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 lost to me for what is this fifth consecutive week? Maybe. We'll we'll, uh, we'll do a recap at the end. I, I'm still more than twice better than Gumby. Don't worry. All right. Mackenzie Dern was way more than twice better than Angela Hill. Um, it's Angela Hill was tough. That's pretty much what you can what you can give her uh, coming out of this fight. But you, you don't want that to be the only praise you get coming out of a fight because that means you got. Uh, your ass whip pretty much. So uh, that's what happened. Mackenzie Dern, super aggressive. Apparently her ex-husband looks like Angela Hill because um, that looked like what, what she was thinking in the cage. 49, 43, 49, 44, 49, 44. I would have accepted 50, 42 as well. Um, Hill, I guess won what second round, I guess, but it was close. I still think Dern was landing the more uh, stronger and more dangerous uh, strikes, but Hill outstruck her a little bit. So fine, give Hill a round, but uh, I, I could have seen Dern um winning every every round on the card she was super dangerous on the feet and super dangerous on the ground but uh hill hung in there yeah hill got the second round on the judges scorecards um i I still leaned towards Dern on that one i think sometimes and i could totally be wrong on this i think when it's a close fight where it looks like a close fight early i think the judges tend to give the second round to the person who lost the first round if it's close being that like they're yeah, like, oh, this is better. A, yeah. 
Yeah, this looks like a close fight. I don't really want the losing fighter to be down two rounds. Uh, plus, like you said, they looked a little bit better than the, they did in the first round. But, like, I didn't think she won anything. And, and she definitely got 10 uh yeah. late in the fight. So, yeah, I, I mean, like, this is this is the thing about Angela Hill. You're right. She's, like, tough. She's strong. But, like, if, if somebody asked you to tell me what was good about Angela Hill, like, what is Angela Hill good at? It's Volume like a, striking. Yeah, it's like not an easy answer, right? Not dangerous striking. Not like always oh, super effective striking, but volume striking. Like she's ten yeah. and thirteen in the UFC. Like that's we, we got to lay that out right there. Like it's not like she is a world beater, um, even though she was ranked heading into this fight. Yeah, and and a lot of that, you know, like that terrible record, I think sometimes gets excused because they're like, oh, she fights on short notice, she'll fight any weekend and stuff like that. But also like. She, she, it's not like her, her resume is filled with like world beaters. You know what I mean? She, I, she, sure. She, she's fought, you know, Amanda Lemos and Verna Janda Roba, but she's also fought like Ashley Yoder and Hannah Cyphers and Jody Esquibel. And, you know, like actually she beat Hannah Yoder twice. Uh, you know, like it, it's not like her record is like littered with really good fighters. And I think, uh, apart from like Lupita Godinez, which was a short notice fight up a weight class, or it might have been catch weight, I can't remember. Like, there's really not like an impressive win on there, right? Like, I can't think of no, no. somebody she beat where I'm like, oh shit, yeah, no, like losses to Randa Marcos, Courtney Casey, Claudia Cadelia, Michelle Watterson. Like, anytime she's asked to fight somebody who like is could even sniff the top ten, she she's not there. Um, and you know, that's not shade on her. It's just like, she, she's not that fighter. Very true. So is this saying we're not impressed with Dern's performance or not? No, she, she, she looked impressive. She did the types yeah. of things she has to do to beat somebody like that and prove she belongs at the top. And like, look, she, her, her takedown game seems to be getting better. Her jujitsu has always been on point. Um, yeah. you know, she, she got a third stripe on her black belt and it's well-deserved. Her jujitsu looked incredible. Um, and and I heard people say like, oh, but she didn't get the submission. I can't believe they're giving her a stripe on her, her black belt. Like, jujitsu does doesn't just give you stripes for submissions. Like it's her jujitsu looked crisp. It looked great. She passed guard. She looked good when she was getting it to the ground. All that stuff. So uh, yeah, no, I I thought she looked good. She also just like looked like she was supposed to in this fight. Um, which you know, take that for whatever it's worth. Yep. Very, very true. So who do you want to see her fight next? She, she was mentioning Rose Namajunas. Who knows if Rose will ever fight again or when? Yeah, if Rose wants to fight, uh, I'm down with her fighting Rose Namajunas. Um, you know, like, the, the tough thing is, like, a lot of people in front of her, uh, she's already fought. You know what I mean? Like, she fought uh, Marina Hadiguez. She fought Yan Chao Nan. Uh, Verna Jandaroba, she's already fought and beat. Um... Uh, I mean, I guess Tatiana Suarez is supposed to fight Verna Jandaroba next. That that fight's coming in like a couple months. Maybe if Tatiana Suarez comes out on top of that fight and in, in you, you want to see Dern versus Suarez, I, I'd be down for Dern versus Suarez. But, you know, I, I think I think Rose Namajunas is going to keep getting called out because, like, everybody's wondering where her headspace is. So, like, I never really like fantasy yeah. matchmaking with Rose Namajunas. I'll, I'll be honest. Yep. No, it's true. It is true. But anyhow, uh, Dern did what she had to do. Uh, I would have liked to see a sub finish since that was my prop pick of the week. But I'm, I'm, a lot of people were, were looking for that as well. But she came close. Uh, saved by the bell. Uh, literally a couple of times for Angela Hill. A um, 
co-main event, the one miss Dan Dan had. Uh, we thought Evan Shabazian was a very solid plus 200 underdog. He did not look so solid. Um, Fluffy Hernandez, wow. He, just relentless, super um, fluid on the ground. Yeah, he was. Uh, he looked like the real deal last night, putting a whooping on Evan Shabazian. TK. Oh, it says elbows and punches, but really it was TKO exhaustion or TKO. I, I, uh, I've had enough one-on-one into the third round. Yeah. And in, in, I'm going to say this, like I, I had said, Edmund Shabazian seems like a new man. Um, and that he's really turned his career around, or at least he did in that last fight. I don't know that I still don't believe that, uh, because fluffy just looked amazing. Like, uh, the time away did him a lot of good. Um, he looked sharp. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say here really other than, uh, Fluffy Hernandez. I, I thought the, the layoff was really going to screw him over. Uh, he had been almost a full year since he had fought and I really didn't think he looked all that good in that Mark Andre Barrio fight anyway. Um, and he came out looking sharp, out grappled him, looked really good with his hands. His hands have gotten better. Um, you know, just kind of a complete fight. I mean, he looked like a negative 200 favorite and that's what he was. So, uh, yeah, props to him. He's got to be sniffing the top 15 by now right we are talking about middleweight here he, he doesn't have a bunch of amazing scalps on his on his mantle uh but he does have shabazian now so he's got to be close to top 15 right i would think so you argue what he and kai bohio have done uh look similar and i i think kai bohio is right there too so like uh that that actually wouldn't be all that that bad of a matchup right um kai bohio versus That's what I was him say, yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down for that one and then the winner should just a thousand percent be ranked. Yeah, because like maybe his run is even a little better than Bohio. Like Bohio's got the Omar Gadzaev, Armin Petrosian, Mahmoud Muradov's a good one, and Michael Oshajak. And Hernandez is Rodolfo, Josh Fram, Barrio, and Shabazian. Yeah, like Fluffy's might be a bit better, actually. Yep. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, I agree. So we shall see what's next for him. Uh, we had a catchweight fight was next for us, or actually it was before this. We're doing it in the opposite order here. 120 pounds. Lupi Godinez, um, the short notice did not affect her, luckily. Um, she was the exception to my rule of picking uh, short notice fighters. The Canadian looked great <laughs> against the American, Emily Ducote. 30, 27, 29, 28, 29, 28. Once again, this could have been Godinez three rounds to none. Um, was frustrating um, and a little concerning that she, what, she shot two or three takedowns tops and she was content to uh, to box and strike which was fine because uh she was winning that fight but i, I still think she could have um perhaps finished the fight or, or made it easier on herself if if she had grappled um so something i'm gonna have to keep an eye on going forward uh picking her if she's not gonna be the wrestler that she was and she's gonna be falling in love with striking then uh, i don't know what the ceiling is gonna be here yeah a little bit worried on there i think she was just cruising so much on the feet that she, she didn't think she had to um but I, I don't know that that's a good thing either now that i think about it is like is it good that she could feel she was winning on the feet and so she didn't do the thing that arguably would have been much easier? You know, that's, that, that's kind of how you get caught sometimes. So, uh, yeah, um, would have liked to see her wrestle more, but, man, she looked good. Yep. We have seen this before, though, with wrestlers uh, who decide to strike her. So we shall um, just keep it in mind. Uh, store it away in your Lupi Godinez file uh, next time she has a fight coming up, especially if you're uh, fighting against someone who is a heavy hitter. Uh, um just keep that in mind. All right. Also keep in mind our Shady Rays and Shady May promotion we have going on right now. Shady Rays teamed up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win 500 bucks. 
Shade Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. Last not all, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back long after you purchase. If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Here's what you need to do. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady, S-H-A-D-Y, for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Okay, let's keep moving through the main card here. Joaquin Buckley. He did what we expected him to do. TKO head kick under Fialo, 415 into the second round. And then you got an extra shot in after Fialo was down and pretty much out of it because the ref did a Herb Dean and kind of stopped the fight, but didn't stop the fight. And uh, anyhow, new Mance that came through, minus 210. Uh, looked very good. Basically, this is, this is how we expected this fight to turn out. Uh, if, I think this is the first person we're probably going to fire, right? Uh, Fialo, th three straight knockouts, he's probably gone. Yeah, I, I didn't realize he had been on such a bad run, but you're you're right. It, it kind of feels like, although he's just fun, right? Like that's the that, that's why they keep putting him in these yep. fights, right? Like his fight with Miguel Baeza was fun, or Pajeda, or Jake Matthews, or like I mean, he's just like having fun fights. I, I think he was doing pretty well against Salikov until Salikov just like started gaining momentum. The problem is, is he's just really hittable, right? Like, and and I I think I said that on yeah I said that on Thursday's show is I I just he, he's too easy to get he, too easy to hit. And when you fight guys like Muslim Salikov or Joaquin Buckley or, you know, a lot of welterweights, like th there isn't a lot of welterweights who, who aren't going to knock that dude out. So, uh, yeah, it, it's probably time for Fialo to go, but it wouldn't surprise me if they give him another run. Yeah. If you're hittable uh, and you don't have a chin, then yeah, that, that's a bad, um, bad matchup. But Buckley on the positive side, Buckley looked good. Um, size and strength and everything is still there at welterweight. Right, so and it brings the power down there. It's he could be someone to keep an eye on, at least for for fun fights. Yeah, there and, and there's tons of fun fights at welterweight. Welterweight's one of those divisions where like just outside of the division might be the most fun spot to watch because it's got like yeah. uh, it, it's got like the uh, who am I thinking of? Nico Prices of the world. It's right. got the Max Griffins, like Alex, you know, like, Alex Morono. Yeah, Alex Morano, although he might not be out of the rankings for much longer. But, like, those, yeah, those like, 18 through 23 in the theoretical rankings here. Um, and, and that's, like, a good good spot for Buckley to have some, like, fun fights. Yep, for sure. Oh, Emily Ducote, I think we're going to fire her too, Dan. No. No. What? Th th thousand percent. She's one and two fight. now. She's getting axed. No. You don't think I, so? I, I guess it's I not almost, a super I almost guarantee. Yeah. I almost guarantee she'll stay. Um, she yeah. had a really great fight with Jessica Penne. Um, she took a short notice fight to fight Angela Hill. Um, and, and then like had to come up in weight to fight Lupita Godinez, uh, because a different opponent yeah. pulled out like, and granted, I, I think I pick her against Pollyanna Viana, who she was supposed to fight. She wound up having to take a tougher yeah. fighter on short notice. And, and again, she's losing these fights by decision. She's beaten like most of Invicta's best fighters. 
Uh, like she beat Juliana Lima. She fought Daniel Taylor. She fought Alicia Zapatella. Um, you know, like I, I think she's around for at least one more. All right. The, the governor has called last second and, and saved you, Emily Ducote, uh, from execution. All right. The opener of the main card was Carlos Diego Ferreira. You can call him Diego Ferreira if you want for short versus Michael Johnson. Uh, knockout punch is what it's listed at. That, that doesn't really do it justice. Uh, 150 <laughs> in the second round. We had Fahara. Actually, we had all these picks, of course, other than Shabazin. We have Fahara at minus 150. This was a, okay, Michael Johnson, you need to retire right now, knockout, but he won't because he's an MMA fighter. So he'll get knocked out a couple more times at least before he decides to uh, to hang him up. Yeah, and the, the thing about him, too, is that, like, he hasn't really had one of those fights where you were like, eee. You know, like he, he yeah, that's the problem. That is the problem right there. Right. Yeah. He, he lost to Jamie Mularkey. He got submission submissions with uh, Tiago Moises. You know, Clay Guida out wrestled him. Stevie Ray, uh, actually, Stevie Ray probably lost that fight, but he was given that fight. But like, w- with the exception of maybe getting knocked out by Josh Emmett, like, and that was at this point, that's got to be like four or five years ago by now. Um, with the exception of being knocked out by Josh Emmett, like, never have you been like. Oh my God, Michael Johnson. This was scary. His legs were stiff. His arms were still in front of him. Uh, I, I mean, Diego Fajeda was trying to like revive him because he was so scared. Uh, like th- this was one of those bad ones that when you are, you know, you're already 35 or 36 years old, you fought 40 times. 37 in a couple weeks. Yeah. Like th- 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 this is, th- it's time probably. This is it. But like I said, it, it won't be, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, uh, Diego Ferreira needed that win. Uh, he, he was on a skid, too. He, he may have been in trouble uh, of losing his job. So he definitely needed that. Um, Johnson looked good. For, this, this is another thing that we always say about fighters that stick around too long. Not that there was uh, any signs that Johnson had stuck around too long until now, but they always look good until they don't. And then, and then they really look bad when they get caught. Yeah. He, he, he looked good first round. I, I wouldn't say he looked good, but he, he didn't look bad. Competitive. All right. Bonuses in the uh, main card with Dern and Hill got fight of the night, uh, deservedly. And uh, Fihara just got the uh, performance of the night knockout with that one. The next man who got a performance of the night bonus is the next one we're going to talk about. Vyacheslav Borshev. You can call him Slava Claus. This, not only did we get our picks right, but we pretty much... Uh, the fights went exactly the way that we hoped they would. Uh, he won the striking battle versus Mahashate. TKO punches 237 in the second round and then did a nice little jig. Uh, it wasn't a jig, but uh, some kind of Vyacheslav style dance. Uh, minus 155, we had him. And yeah, we, we said it was going to be a striking battle. It was. And we said that uh, Slava would be the better striker of the two, and he was. Good for Yeah, I, yeah I, don't, I don't know that there's all that much to say here. It's that Mashashe no. uh, or Mashashata, uh, which is how they're saying, uh, saying it on the, the broadcast. Just the same thing I said about Fialo. Uh, hard hitter, fun to watch, gets hit too much. Just, just can't be it. You yep. can't be at lightweight fighting guys like Slava and get hit too much. Also, you could tell he he could feel the the strength of Borshashev, um, particularly like yeah. he started to wrestle a little bit, and I was like, oh, he doesn't like this. It's over. Um, so yeah, good <laughs> good to see Slava back on track. I still want to see more of his wrestling defense. Uh, I, I need to see that pick up. Next fight ended up being a catchweight because Demopoulos, the little, little, what's her name again? Little, little monster. Little monster was a little, was a medium sized monster. Not, not little enough. Came in at 117 and a half. Uh, I'm not going to call someone overweight who weighs 117 and a half, but 
she technically came in uh, overweight for the fight against Carolina Kowakowicz. And uh, this fight went the way we thought it would too. Demopoulos just, they kept saying how her strikes were falling short. That's because she's got like little um, Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. And unfortunately, we always said there was going to be a, a ceiling to her just because of her physical and, uh, and uh, athletic limitations. And her, um, her reach, five inches less reach than Kowakowicz, really played up uh, last night. Uh, the Polish princess put it on her, as we hoped she would. Um, Demopoulos is too tough to, to get finished in a fight. But double K came through, minus 130. Yeah, uh, my luck of the week, by the way. I don't know how yes. this fight was negative 130. This was the least sweaty negative 130 I've ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Um, There's never like, a danger. Never yeah, and, and it, it's funny because I think we both said when this fight got announced, we're like, oh, Demopolis. And I think it's just like that recency bias of remembering the bad Karolina Kovalkiewicz rather than the good one. Yeah, um, true. And like she's back to being the good one. Like this, uh, I'm not Three saying she, wins. I, I'm not saying this is the Karolina Kovalkiewicz who ran to a title shot, um, you know, who, who beat up Randa Marcos and, and beat up Rose. She beat Rose Nama units, guys. Uh, she, she beat Rose Nama Yunus. Like, I don't know that this is that one, but it, it's also not the one who, like, got submitted by Jessica Penne or couldn't out-wrestle Michelle Waterson. Like, she would beat the pants off of Michelle Waterson right now, I think. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, like, I think we need to start handicapping her like she's actually a fighter or or let the books keep getting it wrong and i'll keep cashing yeah, sure. 130 <laughs> exactly we'll, we will take it yeah she's moving up she's getting herself close to the rankings again and that let strawweight is a uh, super deep division so uh we'll see where that headed for her hopefully it can you know, continuously upwards uh another catchway fight because ryan koske came in heavy because he talked to gumby on his other podcast last week that's what made him come in heavy I would have gone against it uh, because this was a, like I said, a toss up for me, but my official pick was Koske. It, it looked bad right from the jump. This was one of those fights where I knew immediately, Oh, this is the wrong pick. If I'm live betting this, I am not uh, picking Koske. Gilbert Urbina looked very good after uh, uh, substantial time on the, uh, on the sidelines, TKO front kick and knees uh, 255 into the second round in a fight that he just dominated from, from the opening bell. And Gumby had him in a very, very nice plus one Oh two looked like a steal on fight night. Yeah, he, he um he's gonna beat a lot of welterweights, uh, and, and not just the Orion Koskes of the world, but like again, I, I think we sleep on the fact that this guy uh, only has two career losses. He lost to Brian Battle, who he was beating. He was beating Brian Battle at the time, and his other loss is Sean Brady. Uh, Sean, Sean Brady in an LFA title or a title fight main event might have just been a main event. Um, and Sean Brady did not finish him. Sean, Sean Brady went three hard rounds with him. So, like, I, I think we have to recognize Gilbert Urbina is, like, kind of good. Uh, and he's he's really big for welterweight. Like, he looked like he was in a different weight class than Orion Kotsky. He did not look like the one who was two pounds lighter. Yeah, definitely. I was uh, didn't mention that about the main event, too. Dern looked like she was in a, a different looked like she was funny at adam weight in in angela hill but uh anyhow uh yes koske are we getting rid of koske dan he's gonna loss win loss uh the win is over the win is over blood diamond too so that uh that, that yeah. detracts a little bit from it that's like your only win being mike jackson or something like that uh Ooh. 
I mean, no, this. I mean, it's Mike. It's Mike Jackson. Everybody knows he's he literally wasn't trying to make a career out of it. He was just doing it for fun. Um, <laughs> Blood Diamond's trying to make a career out of it and not succeeding yet. Um, yeah. I, I I put it this way: I won't be surprised if they cut him. If they cut him, I won't be shocked. Mahashate is he safe in Demopolis? Demopolis is safe. She won the three straight. So Mahashate, he's lost two straight. Is he safe? I think he's safe because he's fun and he fits the demographic that they're looking for. They're looking for more. Yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about it this week. All this week, Road to the UFC, they're trying to bring in more uh, Asian fighters and fighters from yep. that region. So, like, I-, I think he's safe probably. The next man shouldn't be safe, but since he was on a winning streak heading into this, he, he may get saved here. Hadhigo Anasamento, he's not the guy I'm talking about. And then he beat Iler Latifi. Somehow it was a split decision. This was the basically the only real bad the only actually bad at all um, card on the uh, judges card on the night, 29, 28, 28, 29, 29, 28. Latifi did not win this fight. Um, he was continuously running into jabs by Nascimento, uh, um, trying to, trying to take him down. But yeah. Nascimento picked him apart. Uh, Latifi isn't on this level anymore, but he'll probably stick around. It is heavyweight. And he was on a winning streak. He looked really out of shape. And I know he's 5'10", yep, he's 5'10", thicker thicker. 250, and, like, he's always been a thick guy. Maybe this is this me being picky or something like that, but, like, it he didn't look strong either. That That is probably the part that looked most alarming to me, is, like, he looked big without looking strong, and, like, all he's ever been is strong, right? Like, that's all he's ever been able to do, um, and he just... Man, dude, he can't get inside on a heavyweight. Uh, and I, I know Zekomilia is, like, kind of a longer heavyweight anyway, but, like, he just couldn't get in on him. So, like, what are you going to do at heavyweight if you can't get inside? Uh, you know, you gotta got to worry about that. Yep, you're going to run into punches like he did last night over and over and over and over. Um, all right, the next man, Chase Hooper. Boy, he looked good. The Dream, I, I say his new nickname should be The Hunk because he's, uh, he's grown up, Dan, right before our eyes. Body's filling out. He looked fantastic against Nick Fiore. Unanimous decision. 30-26, This was an underdog pick for us. And boy, did it come through. Plus 116. Um, now, I have to remember, though, Hooper always wins, wins, loss, win, losses, win, loss. And he's done it again. Seven straight fights where he swapped wins and losses. So next fight, get ready to fade him. But he looked good tonight. Do you, do you think... Uh... Do, do you think coming up to lightweight was the best move for him? Do you think he looked better technically? Do you think he just looked better physically? Do you think he just had a step down in opponents? How, how do you, how are you recapping how good he looked? Probably all a mixture of it all. I think moving up to lightweight seems to have, and he says, I think he said it seems to have helped him physically. He's definitely getting bigger, um, growing into his body, uh, striking look, very good. He was very aggressive uh, off off the get go. It wasn't just uh, Fury was willing willing to grapple with me, but most of the fight was was grappling. Um, probably a little bit of everything. Uh, just him maturing and, and physically getting stronger. So lightweight probably is, is the right move. Yeah, because he he still had his speed and everything too. Yeah, I, I think you're right. The speed was there. It, it clearly looks like he improved in boxing. I also just think he was more confident than he ever has been. He, he looked. He looked really sure of himself, no matter what he was doing. And uh, I, I mean, he was piecing up Nick Fiore. I, uh, I don't, I don't mean to drop an axe here, but I, I think that's got to be it for Fiore, right? Yeah, has, you don't want to, you don't want to drop an axe this one. Yeah, he, he's lost two straight, and he, 
did not uh, he didn't quit last night but yeah he was he was very close um he, he was having more than enough uh, on the feet of, he was kind of waiting for the ref to step in and it never happened but yeah i i wouldn't uh be sad if he goes back to the regional scene and gets more experience learns a new hold and gets called back up yeah and, and i would just say too like i know it's tough to like look at his record and be like well he lost to matthews from becky on short notice but like He's now lost to Matthews, Rebecca, and Chase Hooper, both by getting badly outboxed by both. And, like, yeah. th th those two guys are grapplers. You know what I mean? Like, and both of them outboxed yeah. him. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and to, to your point, I mean, he's only got five career wins, and two of them are Jay Ellis. So he's really only got four career wins. Um, so, like, maybe just some more time, I think. Because he's, he's a kid, too. He's only, what, 24, I think? If Hooper's 22, then Yafiro would be, like, 24. So, yeah. Maybe he uh, got caught up a bit too, a bit too soon. He was up in the UFC after six fights. That's probably not enough uh, um, for a young guy like that. This lady did not get caught up too soon. Uh, hence her minus 800 line. Natalia Silva in a flyweight fight. Uh, once Victoria Leonardo uh, got hit by her, she had enough. She was looking for her, this fight to end. She uh, saw it on her face. TKO punches and head um could have ended a lot sooner it seems than the 258 it lasted because like i said leonardo once she felt that power uh that was enough for her yeah i, I think uh i think we're gonna keep seeing these types of fights from silva until they give her a bigger step up did you notice on the knockout kick it looked like her toes wrapped around the guard and just like kicked her in the cheek uh despite the fact that like it looked mostly blocked man she she is just so damn precise uh i i love it so uh yeah, onwards and upwards for her. Let's get her a real opponent for once. And she even uh, waved off the GOAT translator and did the interview herself in English last night. Yeah, she she, she knows uh, similar to, let's let's call that Kai Bohio for a second time here. Yeah. She, she's a Brazilian who understands the assignment much like Kai Bohio does. It's like, if you could do this in interview in English, uh, the fans are going to get behind you a lot quicker. Yep. Uh, Leonardo firing her too i'm firing lots of people today the ufc roster is too big so she's getting fired too one and three in the ufc well and that and we're about to hit contender series starts in what two months right about two months yeah, from well, that's now right. yeah they um, gotta clear the decks they gotta clear the decks and road to the ufc starts what, is, what does it start saturday saturday mm -hmm. and sunday um so yeah or I, yeah I, some, or something like that coming up yeah they're coming up so uh yeah i think you're right i i think you know one and three uh, and the win is Mandy Boehm. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think that's a great run. Yep, there you go. That's, yeah, Scarlet Letter there for sure. All right, and Takashi Saito, or Sato, we're picking him too. He's lost four straight. He probably shouldn't have even picked up this fight. Demba Greenbow uh, got the job done in the curtain jerker for us. 32-27 across the board. Uh, grappling heavy, as we expected. It was a pick-em fight, so we had him at minus 110, which was nice. Yeah, uh, I was only a little bummed that he didn't get the finish. I had him by submission yeah. as my prop. It's the, pretty he, much the only, he, he only thing I missed all against yeah, yeah. It's pretty much the only thing I missed all day. So uh, that's, that's kind guy. of... Sorry to interrupt the bragging. It's, uh, it's kind of a bummer. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Burrimbo looks legit, right? Yeah, he looked all right. He, he could look better, but yeah, it's he's he's new. So Yeah, I, I believe in him. I believe in him. Let's put it that way. All right, Gumby believes in him. He's the answer, Gumby. Is the answer not Frankie the Edgar answer? But <laughs> no way, he's not the answer anymore. Um, if, if the answer is who got knocked out, that's his, that's the answer for him. <laughs> All right, Gumby went eleven and one 
N, uh, including two underdogs. He won 656 bucks on the year. You're at 54% hit rate, and you're down only 1500 bucks now, Dan. Look at that. Only a couple more weeks, and you could uh, of this of a couple of weeks of eleven and one, and you could get yourself out of the uh, out of the black or out of the red and into the black. Uh, I went ten and two, hit one underdog, one four fifty four. I am at sixty one percent hit right now, and I'm down seven hundred and forty bucks on our fancy Nancy plays. We both hit a box. Uh, Dan had double K, uh, Carolina Kowalkowicz. I had Caesar Fajaya, Diego Fajaya, and uh, we hit both those. Gumby hit his. Dog Gilbert Urbina. I went big with uh, Edmund Shabazian. Did not hit that, and we both missed on our props. Greenbow via sub, Dern via sub. They both won, but they did not finish the fights. Nasamenta, our fancy dancy two fight parlay. Nasamenta via sub did not hit, and Edmund Shabazian did not hit. Um, so we didn't hit those at all. But yeah, Gumby is up. Let me see his locks. You're at seventy five percent, and you're up ten percent uh, return on investment. And your props, you're only hitting thirty one percent, but you're up. 22% return on investment. Killing it. I'll allow it. And I'm losing in all of those. That's why I didn't mention any of mine. So, um, <laughs> All right. That is it for the UFC. They're taking a week off, but as Dan has alluded to, we have Road to UFC coming up uh, that we'll be discussing over the next few episodes. That's a quick preview of what's next for the UFC. So June 3rd will be the next edition of the UFC from the UFC Apex, as per usual. UFC Fight, UFC and ESPN, actually it's called, or UFC Fight Night. Kara France versus Al Basie. So we get flyweights in the main event, which is good to see. It was originally going to be Jack Manson versus Brendan Allen, but that uh, has been uh, taken off the slate because Manson got injured. Uh, so here's what we got. Uh, on ESPN, the main card is Kai Kara France versus Amir Albazi, Alex Caceres, Daniel Pineda, Tim Elliott, Victor Altamirano, Kareen Silva, Ketlin Souza, and Jamie Malarkey and Graham. Kutiladze. Kutiladze. It's like Kutata, a Kutatalazi. We haven't I haven't talked about him for a while. Um prelims. Abubakar, Numaga Madoff, Alazio Zaleski Dos Santos, John Castaneda, Matias Mendoza, Andre Arlowski, Dan's boyfriend is back versus Dante Mace. Uh, Elise Reed, Jin Fry, Daniel Santos, Johnny Munoz Jr., Damon Blackshear, Luan Lucerda, Felipe Lins, Matt. Some Grishin and Jim Miller in a hastily scheduled fight against Jared Gordon. Thoughts? Would you believe in in the year of our Lord 2023 that uh, Andre Arlovsky yeah. would be a slight favorite? <laughs> I was going. I thought you were going to say, "Would you believe Andre Arlovsky and Jim Miller are fighting on the same fight card?" Yeah, it's it's pretty <laughs> wild, uh, and it is pretty wild. And is Jim Miller a favorite? I wonder if Jim Miller's. Uh, I don't see a line posted yeah, yet. Gordon's, yeah, Gordon just accepted this fight a couple days ago, so he'll be taking it on what two weeks' notice. So we know what that means, people. We know who who that means. We should bet on. Um, good main event. The rest of the card, meh, right? I I like a I like a lot You're of the fights. I, I love Grom. Of course Kutatala. you do. Kutatalade versus Jamie Malarkey is a good time. Um, Castaneda versus Mendonca is going to be nuts. Um, I wanted that Daniel Santos versus Johnny Munoz fight a couple weeks ago when it happened and it fell off. Um, I really like watching Jin Yu Fry, uh, even if that's not maybe the most popular opinion in the world. Um, and we get, no, I do too. And we get Pineda versus Caceres, which is guaranteed to be weird as fuck. <laughs> yep. 
It's true. See, that's why if you're listening to this podcast, say you don't think this is a weak card, you, you think this is a, a fine card, which it will be. So we'll uh, discuss this in a couple weeks. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to be back tomorrow in your ears. We're going to kick off a week full of Road to UFC picks. So the hardcores, uh, the hardcores in the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash a Discord are going to love that because um, they're going to love Road to UFC. Road to UFC. Uh, don't think we'll have any lines this is by the time we break it down, but Gummy's, Gummy's pretty good at predicting lines for you. He, he'll tell you what range at the very least to, uh, to bet the fight in uh, when we do get official lines for it. Uh, in the meantime, I told you about the Discord. Get in there. Have fun. Have fun with our new emojis. Um, Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gummy runs that account. He's he's at Gummy Vreeland, and I'm at Jeff Fox Writer. His other podcast I've alluded to is called the Top Turtle MMA Podcast that drops midweek usually. Usually has a couple of interviews and some gambling picks and all that fun stuff. Co-host, not quite as good as as me but he's he's got a decent co-host there um all my writing you can get in your inbox if you sign up at moneymma.substack.com and everything sports gambling podcast is at sportsgamblingpodcast.com so as i said we'll be back tomorrow uh it tomorrow's episode will be hosted by me galaxy jeff fox and my co-host little monster gummy breathing will be there as well so we will talk to you then bye